0: money fm 89.3 best of the breakfast huddle the bigger picture only on money fm 89.3 Money FM 89.3. Good morning, it's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danka and Ryan Huang. The month of July, we're going to focus a lot on REITs because, uh, Ryan, it's the 20th anniversary of REITs here in Singapore. That's right. So back in 2002, it was when Capital and Malls Trust listed on the SGX as the first REIT and we have come a long way. Yeah. Now we have over... 40 REITs and property trusts, they make up about 13% of the entire Singapore stock market. And to help us review the performance and the evolution of the landscape, we've got Vijay Natarajan. He is an analyst at RHB Group. Morning, Vijay. How are you doing today? Morning, Ryan. Morning. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. So you are the guy actually to talk to about for REITs because you have been tracking them for quite a long time and you really have your reading of the pulse of the market. So Give us a bit of an overview of how REITs have been doing over the past few years. Any of the interesting trends you managed to take away when you've been covering them?
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. I think SREITs, Singapore REITs, has achieved quite a significant feat in the last two decades. If you look at the market cap of SREITs today, it, has, it is about eighty billion U.S. dollars or about one hundred and ten billion Sing dollars. And if you look at the market cap growth over the last decade, it has grown at a feat of about thirteen percentage. And if you compare it to the STI. SREIT has been one of the bright spots in the Singapore market in terms of market cap growth. It's not just that. Singapore REIT is the largest REIT market in Asia-Pacific and Japan at this point of time. And if you compare it globally, SREIT is actually the fifth largest in the global universe behind US, Japan, Australia and UK. And what makes it more interesting is that if you look at big markets like US, Japan, Australia and UK, they are all big domestic markets. They have a big domestic pool of assets. But Singapore is the only market which, despite its small domestic asset pool, has grown tremendously well. In fact, Singapore has become a globalized REIT hub at this point of time. And uh, more than uh, close half of the REITs in Singapore are actually pure play overseas REITs. Uh, at this point of time. So, definitely, Singapore REITs has come a long way in the last two decades. And uh, I'm sure it has been marching. It is Mm -hmm. going to march along in the next three decades also.
0: Yeah, Vijay, you alluded to this REITs have overseas exposure. So, with the landscape right now, uh, does size matter? Do you see more consolidation and more M&A for SREITs?
1: Uh, Definitely, I think uh, the consolidation uh, is a sign of a maturing market. What has happened over the years is that size has become quite important in the market. Uh, larger reads has a kind of snowball effect. What happens is that their cost of equity becomes lower. They are able to acquire assets much more accurately. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are able to grow. And their liquidity, because of their larger size, they have they have a bigger institutional following. And more uh, liquidity, so we have seen over the last three to five years there has been a lot of mergers which has happened in the mysRE market. There are close to seven s that has merged. Some of the smaller REITs who have been trading at lower yield have either taken a privatization route or have tried to merge at some point of time. I mean mergers and acquisitions in a way are a signs of market maturing, so I would expect this to happen. But the thing to note is that REIT should not merge for the sake of merging. it should have a proper uh, case in terms of uh, uh, who they are merging with and what are the synergies and how they can how they can grow along with unit holders is what unit holders should watch out for.
0: Hmm. Ravi, right, just uh, take a bit of a recap of the first half of 2022. Uh, look at the performance of the REITs markets and looking at the second half, where we have now rising interest rates and headwinds continuing to play out. What do you expect in terms of performance for SREITs?
1: Okay, maybe just a a bit of a recap on the first half of the year. If you look at the first half of the year, uh, REIT sector such is down about 4%. This is on the absolute basis. And if you include the dividend yields for the first half of the year, it would be roughly flattish. If you compare it with STI's performance, STI is about down about one 1% in the first half, roughly equal to that of the STI's performance. But if you compare it with uh, other major REIT markets in the global markets, SREITs has outperformed year-to-date. <clears throat> What's more interesting is that if you break down the subsector performance during the first half of the year, obviously the best performing sector was hospitality, mm. followed by retail, followed by office and industrial. The reason is simple. In, the, in when we entered into the first half of the sector, there were a bit of COVID concerns. Uh, there was still Omicron impact that was going on into the market. But as we progressed during the first half of the year, we got bit more, a lot more uh, control over COVID. Singapore economy started opening globally. Many other economies started opening their countries also. So this has resulted in many of the reopening places or sectors like hospitalities, retail, office, which were lagging behind in during the last two years from COVID impact to outperform in the first half of the year but but I think if you are moving when you are moving into the second half of the year what has become more and more pronounced right now at this point of time is that it's the impact of rising interest rates or uh, central bankers taking stock of the interest rates and controlling inflation and whether economy can reach a soft landing is taking a lot more prominence uh, at this point of time So I would say that moving into the second half of the year, because of the outlook of Central Bank as well as the recessionary possibility, Mm -hmm. defensive sectors and defensive stocks like industrial sectors should come back into the market in second half of the year. And that is a sector which we would be watching out more closely for second half
0: of the year. Yeah, Vijay, interesting point when you raised about how the hospitality sector has been doing well. Fraser's Hospitality Trust, in fact, was in the news recently because of its buyout offer. So I think it's a recognition as well of how attractive some of these valuations are for them to actually make an offer. Um, When you look at the valuations right now, what are some of the names that look attractive for investors to still get into at this point?
1: I would definitely stick with uh, the large cap industrial uh, REITs at this point of time. I think uh, from a downside to upside perspective, I think uh, that gives you a better risk adjusted returns. Definitely some of the overseas REITs uh, names are trading at much cheaper uh, valuation, I would say. I would say U.S. office REITs is one among our uh, things where it is trading close to 10 percentage yields, which is unfairly beaten down on uh, negative market sentiments on office sector. In our view, and especially in U.S., my picks I would say is uh, large cap industrial leads, something like the. Uh, Ascendance, REIT, and some of the large cap office REITs has also corrected a bit, like Suntech REIT. Mm-hmm. These are the names I would start uh, relooking at at this point of time, or investors to cautiously enter into the market at this point of time.
0: Okay, and the other question, of course, is about what's been in the headlines as well: recession, that fear of recession. Is this something to take note of when you look at exposure of these REITs? Should they be shunning things like the US markets when it comes to exposure for REITs?
1: Um, yes, definitely. Recession is a topmost concern, I would say, investors and analysts have in mind at this point of time. If you look at from an impact, from an interest rate perspective, I think the rising interest rates will have a minimal impact on REITs if REITs are able to grow their DPU over time, i.e. if economy grows, DPU grows, the effect of growth on the REITs would nullify the impact of rising interest rates. But if economy is interested recession and REITs are not able to grow their DPU, then uh, rising interest rates would have a negative, larger negative impact on this point of time. At this point of time, I would definitely say that Singapore economy is in a much better position, mainly because of government support as well as external policies, which has helped the Singapore economy do well. Uh, recession is something which we are watching out for. Uh, at this point of time, recession is still not our base case scenario. We still believe that Fit can somewhat achieve a soft landing at this point of time. But if recessionary scenario pans out, it also needs to be seen how, how deep and how long this recession is going to be and how impactful it is going to be. But this is not a base case we are watching out for. But if recession pans out, the sector that would get most impacted would definitely be retail, uh, off to hospitality, followed by office, Industrial is still a sector which would be much more defensive in our view. That's why we are we are watching we are we are picking out industrial sector as an outperformer in the second half because it's much more defensive in a recessionary environment.
0: Mm, industrial streets want to watch. Uh, Meet VJ Natarajan. He is an analyst at RHB Group, helping us to walk through the landscape of S which is celebrating its twentieth anniversary in Singapore. VJ, thanks for your time and have a great weekend in advance.